Welcome to Outside the 9 to 5. I don't know what that just was, but this is Kevin Hartnett. And I'm Colton Richards. And you're listening to the Outside the 9 to 5 podcast. A show where we discuss the challenges we face on a day-to-day basis with our careers, relationships, and fitness and nutrition. We'd like to keep it light as we discuss some of the life battles we, and I'm sure some of you, deal with on a daily basis. So sit down, strap in, and enjoy the ride. And we live. We're pumping them out. <laughs> Just pumping them out. This is what, our third one this weekend? New Year's weekend? Third one? Crushing it. Just getting it done. Off to a hot start, 2022. Well, we're also putting some in the reserves, you know, so that if we maybe miss a weekend, we have something to kind of backfill it. Um, yeah. With that being said, we're going to say this every episode this year. If you get any value from the podcast, maybe you laugh because Kevin sounds ridiculous, Colton sounds stupid. Share with your friends. Or if you actually get tangible value that helps you, please do share. I mean, again, you mentioned this in one of the shows we just did, but it's like we don't really make money. We don't make any money. We probably lose money and time doing this. A hundred percent. Yeah. We're in the red for sure. A hundred percent. We're in the red for sure. Might be a tax write-off. Maybe we should think about that. <laughs> do us a favor. you know, Share it on Instagram. Tell your friends. Maybe like. Subscribe. If you can't figure that out, I can't help you. I mean... If you can't figure that out, come on now. Well, dude, some people have said that to me. They've said they couldn't figure out how to rate and review. It's like on Apple Podcasts. But it says write a review right at the bottom. I get it. I get it. On Spotify. I don't well, I mean, it. if you can't find it, that's that's a human evolution for you right there. So, <laughs> yeah, those people should just be gathered up and taken. taken, taken to <laughs> don't the don't of the say ocean. anything ridiculous. Into the middle of the ocean <laughs> to live a happy life on a boat. Um, so I think, I don't know if we've done a business based topic in a little bit. I can't remember the last time. I feel like a lot of our stuff has been personal development, obviously. And then a lot of fitness, but I can't really think of the last time we did. I think it's been partial, right? Like it comes in here and there yeah, just naturally because of like where you have been in your career over the past few months and where you've been like just interviewing and. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, yeah, we did. We did do interviews uh, a couple weeks ago, so and we'll say the job has landed. <laughs> landed. It has the F one fifty landed. How's that? Oh wait, that's is How's that a plane or a truck? You get that message in your inbox yet? No, I yeah. haven't signed the formal okay. letter. Okay, but you know, if they're dog walking me, they're dog walking. Oh man, me. <laughs> putting this kid in the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> Put him on the spin cycle. All right, yeah. So today we're going to talk about like a little bit more along the lines of a business uh, or corporate topic uh, involving why this thing I this thing I I think that the, the term for it is more like a business personal relationship yeah and why it's important to have that and how, I think we'll talk about how to create it yeah right? I, I like that and, and for me I think the stereotype that I've generally heard um, in the corporate environment is like the relationships you have don't have to be super personal, right? It's all about money. It's all about, you know, getting your job done. And I would argue I have seen the best success for myself personally and the people I'm around when, and even my clients, when I care about them, like on a deeper level, that is just on a transactional basis. Yeah. I think, I think the whole idea of 
you know keep businesses at business and home at home yeah is is the complete opposite way to look at it business is home they're integrated yeah that's life so and for for most people that's the case i mean you spend five days a week at an office or doing your job at home out of seven i mean that's a that's a lot of time and you're going to tell me you're not going to talk about anything personal or try to get to know the people that you're around all that time that's a i mean that's a ridiculous thing plus it it also definitely helps within what you're saying within clients people people feel that they care you you care about them now you might still even if you're not asking personal questions you might still obviously care about your the client, but they definitely know and hear it better when, when you're, when you have a somewhat of a personal Personal relationship, relationship. a thousand percent. And I think the word you mentioned that I want to pull out of that is you actually just care. That's like the first step. Yeah. And, And I think in building a relationship with clients, with employees, with managers is like, how focused are you on your career? Like, do you care enough about it to make an investment? in these personal relationships because that's what it is dude it's investing in the relationships that are important to you so how important to you is your job is your is your what you do for your you know nine to five yeah yeah absolutely and it's not it's not learning uh, people's personal lives so you can extract something from them mm-hmm. it's yeah you're right it's got to come from like the caring in a genuine place of just wanting to really just get to know people because if you percent. if you even just get to know someone who's not even really going to be the best client or going to be the right fit for your company or what you do uh, chances are you're probably going to be able to learn at least one or two things from them from those conversations so and you never know the secondary or tertiary effects of a good conversation you never know who that person knows you never know who they're talking to about your company or you as an employee yeah yeah absolutely right you never know what even if the person leaves you never know what the secondary effects like you just said are going to be from that conversation even if you just take that extra step to ask that one or two questions around their personal life so i think that all makes sense i don't think we even have to go into more detail as to why it's important like i I just feel like maybe it's a mental pivot point for some people who are in a corporate environment to be like, oh, shit, do I really care enough to learn about the employees, the clients, the people that I ultimately interact with on a day to day basis? Yeah, I think it's a little bit more clear on the client side, I would say. Right. Because it makes sense. Uh, You should get to know your your client base. But I do think some people within the confines of their own corporate walls with their coworkers don't really see the value in it. Yeah. Or maybe try to lean the other way, like we were saying earlier. So why why has it been helpful, or how has it been helpful for you, or why do you think that's so important? Um, I, I don't know if I knew why it was important when I first started doing it, but I have always kind of treated, because I've always been in a sales role since I started my career, but I always try and treat the employees and coworkers I work with with the same respect as I treat clients that make me money. And the way I do that is I ask personal questions. I remember their interests, like their success helps mine in some way. So how that tangibly looks is if I'm calling you or we have some sort of call set up, I'm taking down notes about your interests, about the names of your kids, like 
in an Excel file if it's at work or on my cell phone. And you might say, dude, that's like not genuine. No, it is, man. It's more genuine because I'm investing serious time and actually paying attention to what you tell me. So I don't know if I know why it was so important when I first started, but I, I can tell you based on how I've seen myself get promoted pretty frequently, um, I think it does help in some way. I can't tangibly tell you the results it's had or the conversations other employees have had based on that, but um, I can tell you, I mean, just based on getting promotions and seemingly evolving in my career pretty quickly that it's probably helped. Yeah, and, and there's a whole there's a whole thing called like the Dunbar effect, I believe, and it's it's I don't know if that something. I uh, hear we go here here we go. I'm Jamie, butcher, can you look this up for? <laughs> I'm gonna butcher this this uh huge. This We've always been and always will be huge number guys on this podcast. It's a what the agreed uh, the current agreed cognitive limit to the number of stable social relationships a primate is capable of maintaining. So I believe the number is, I want to say it's like, four, I, I can't think of it. And these are both really different numbers, but I think it's somewhere around 40 to 80. So for you to, for people to expect themselves and for other people to remember the names of their kids for over probably 80 people. Yeah. I mean, that's just unrealistic. Right. It's just more efficient and smart to put it, put it down in, in your notes somewhere where only you're going to be able to see it. And five, ten minutes before you have a meeting with that person, you just take a look and boom. It's, and it's not like you forgot. Like as soon as you look at those It just wasn't front of mind. Yeah. yeah, it was, just wasn't front, front of mind. Of course, you have thousands of things going on during a daily basis. Like, right. It takes a really interesting person to, to be able to remember only those things. I, so, don't have a, I don't have an ironclad memory. Yeah, exactly. Neither do I. So, um, Why do you think it's important? Like what, back to you, like, what do you, what do you think is important about that? Cause again, I don't think I have a tangible understanding. I just realized I wanted to go all in on work and being successful in the corporate environment. And I thought an aspect of that was caring about people. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. Why? I found it to be so important is one, of course, those, those are the same people that end up making decisions on your career, right? Facts. So that's facts. That's number one is, would you rather have somebody who really knows you? Mm. If, even if you don't, even if they don't open up to you, at least, you know, like they, you have a good idea as to what you've told them and how maybe they perceive you yep. and what you've done. Um, and two, would you rather have that conversation? We mentioned this in the interviewing piece. Would you rather have those conversations be more of a conversation or more of an interrogation because they don't know you? So they're going to ask hard questions. Yeah, exactly. And I, I remember hearing about an interview question that was asked once, and it terrified me when I first started. It was someone went in for an interview, and one of the they'd been there for a couple couple years, and they interviewed with three or four of the managers on, on the sales floor for, and they had never spoke to or, or met with one of them. And one of the questions was, was why don't I know you? <laughs> and I, after I heard that, I was like, that is a great question. And you should make sure that everyone at least knows you a little bit. If you're going to be working with them directly or indirectly it doesn't even matter like if you're working in a space just generally like 
the people 20 feet around you if you're in an open space office you should know them thousand percent right i have nothing to add the only thing i'll I'll caveat is it's more difficult now in the corporate environment with people being remote here's a way i do it is when someone gets introduced to our team or our unit i send them a separate email saying welcome to the team here's what i do if there's anything i can do to help you please let me know congratulations or something like that yeah how many people do you think do that zero probably not many yeah you know, like that personal interaction one off, like make an extra. <laughs> it's just, it, dude, it's as simple yeah, as making an extra effort. Taking the extra step, yep. right? And so I, I think that's one, like that's why that's important. But even still, like we, we had interactions with people just in crossing, uh, like at the gym that mm. was at work. Oh, yeah. Right? Just even people not even that you're never even going to work with directly Mm -mm. and just starting a conversation that way. I mean, one, if you're going to be in sales or you're going to be doing anything in life, you should be able to have a conversation with a random person. And so that's a great way to build that skill. And and two, most people are somewhat open to that and you can tell if they're not right. So yeah, I mean, read the room, but uh, some of the, I think pivotal relationships that maybe you have, have come from interactions like that, right? 100%. Some of my strongest relationships and highest up relationships in my corporate environment started in the gym setting, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so even if you don't work out, just get, get, get in the gym and just start stalking people. Um, you mentioned something yeah. you, uh, before we hopped on. You mentioned something you do with clients. So what, what do you, like, what's your approach in, in caring about your clients? Because some people, again, I would argue I've heard this a lot in the sales world, is like, it's business is business, you know, like it don't take it personally. Like w- how do you kind of personalize the interaction with your clients? Yeah. So within, within email, it's a little bit more difficult to do this in a, ta- a tactical way. But what I've, what I've tried to do is, you know, if someone has a question or if I'm following up from a meeting, like I always put, I always put the information that they're looking for first. Right. Like, that's first and foremost to like answer the question. Yeah. No fluff in the beginning. Like we don't need to, you don't need to that's not the place to put a personal question or yep. something along those lines so after i've addressed the question or followed up the meeting in the way i wanted to then i address the personal i say like p.s hope that family vacation you guys just took out out west was awesome i hope the kids had a ton of fun yep etc like uh, one of my clients i know likes formula one i just happen to become a new fan this year so Usually the end of our email is us usually talking back and forth on F1 or carrying on a previous conversation. And I'm able, you're able to do that as long as you address the questions that are being asked. Because yep. usually it's like, how do I do XYZ or what, what does XYZ mean? Saw that F1 race, did you? Yeah. And then you carry the conversation on from there. So, and And what I've noticed also is when we meet with clients the first – 20 to 30 minutes of the conversation and i would say 80 percent of the conversation is typically personal yep right it's not it's not always about what you're doing it's it's about people generally want to talk about what what they've been doing outside of just the relationship you two have and of course there's there's people that don't 
Right. Right. And so it's important to understand when when you ask a a, a leading question in, in the beginning of a conversation and someone answers with two or three words and then asks an immediate business question. It's important to read the room and understand that, okay, this person just wants to get down to business and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. So you got to also be cognizant of that as well. But it's extremely powerful to be able to do that because when you're having those email interactions, when you see each other in person, you pick up the conversation right, right from there and you already have something to talk about. I mean, what's the worst situation you can get in is having just nothing to talk about between each other yep. when you when – you, Sit down for a meeting. And so people like doing business with people they like. Yeah, people <laughs> people they know and and trust, Correct. right? And you can't necessarily trust someone unless you really know them. And I also think, and maybe this is a side point, but I'm not saying with trans. I was going to say the word I, I like to use even with my clients and people that are you know that help me in the corporate environment um, and managers is like, I'm transparent with them, bro. Like I'm very like, it's a two way street typically. So if they ask me what I'm working on, I'm gonna be like, listen, man, like I'm working on the Ironman. I'm working on paying off student debt. Like that's a lot of my goals, ambitions, dreams. Like I'm obviously not going to bring them a sob story typically. Right. Like I'm not going to say, Oh dude, I just had the worst day. Like I blew out a flat tire, you know, my girlfriend cheated on me. Like that's not what I'm going to do, but I'm going to be real about like some of the goals or some of the things that are really exciting me in my life. If they ask. Yeah. And I'll initiate that. Yeah. That's be the first person, right? Definitely be the first person. Cause if you're waiting for, for them, you, you could be waiting for forever. right? Right. So be the first person to take that step and, and be transparent about those topics. Typically, people will reciprocate. Yep. That's the case. So, how else do you? How else do you do that? How else do create I create the personal relationship from a, from a business relationship? So, I'm always writing notes. Even when I first started, I remember. I mean, maybe like one kid had a bad day, um, and I just wrote him a handwritten note and like put like protein powder on it because he was like trying to get into fitness, and I like <laughs> left him protein powder. Or, Um, a manager got a promotion or something and I wrote him a handwritten note. Like I I write handwritten notes a lot. I mean, that was on the podcast with my mom. So, um, no secret where I got that from, but dude, I do that with people that are way higher up in the company than me because how many people do you think do that for them? I mean, like I'm not out here trying to brown nose, brown nose or, but a teacher's pet. It just shows that you fucking care, dude. Like I, I, no one is going to read a handwritten note that says, Hey man, thank you for taking 15 minutes. Like a lot of the career advice you gave me, I know is going to be helpful in my career moving forward. I know your time is valuable and I appreciate you spending a few minutes of that with me. Go crush it. No one is going to read that note and be like, damn, that kid just wants to suck up and get a promotion. How do you do that in a way where it doesn't come off that way? What? Like it, this kid's trying to suck up and just get a promotion. Why? Or like it's trying to be, it's trying, it's transactional. Like it. If I'm setting up a meeting with someone who's higher up, I'm giving them three questions that I want answered. So they know I'm coming to the table actually wanting valuable information. And then as a follow-up, I would say the people that think I'm brown-nosing are probably the people I'm surpassing by doing that. No, I'm talking more along the lines of like that manager gets a promotion or that manager closes a massive sales deal and then you leave something for them. Like how do you do it in a way where it doesn't come off that 
that way? Or are you not even thinking about it? I'm not even thinking about it. I mean, yeah. if you get, dude, if I got a promotion and two people left me a handwritten note, like, hey, man, you deserve it. Great job on all the success you're having at the company. I, I want to aspire to do what you're doing. I would never say, oh, wow, that kid's just trying to brown those. Like, yeah. It feels good. Everyone wants to feel appreciated, dude. Like, even managers who have been there for 30 years. The head of my unit sent out a success email about, like, the entire unit. And I said, hey, you have a lot of uh, – I know you did a lot to earn this success as well. So I want to say I appreciate you leading from the top. It was like a two-sentence email. How yeah. many people do you think sent him that fucking email? Zero, dude. Like Probably not a lot. It's not hard. Yeah. It's not hard. And I would argue, going back to your point about the brown nosing, it's like – if you think I'm brown nosing, bro, you're probably the person I'm surpassing. Yeah, yeah, but I I do think there's a way to do it in a way that's more meaningful and less so transactional, right? Because yeah, at the end of the day, is, even, yeah, at the end of the day, it. it's it's got to come from a the right the right place, and you you can't be doing this to get like with the expectation that some something is going to be given back to you, oh. right? So I think so, that's a yeah. I so right, like I experienced this one time where I was sitting in my typical spot, and we sat in squares. And of course, someone came into came into our square. They penetrated the square. Whoa, whoa! And our manager wasn't there, and they made a point to like say what they were doing, and they were like putting a bottle of wine there that they had just gotten from like California, and they were like, I don't know. It was it was very it was very much so. It was very much so. Um, oh, that's funny. I know who it is. A brown, uh, not. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I guess you could say brown noser ish. But that's that's how it came off, and there wasn't any kind of. Uh, I don't know if there was a card. Maybe there was a card. There, there. Yeah, there was a card okay. as well. But uh, left it there on the desk, and then and then left. Um, and yeah, I mean. The perception that I had in that situation, like I probably, I probably should have been like, okay, well that's that's nice of him to do that. Thoughtful. It, yeah, thoughtful. But it definitely came off the uh, brown noser esque. So since I know who that person is, I would say the overall, and maybe on, that's the perception I already had. That's the perception everyone, everyone had about him, right? Yeah. So like for for me, I don't think people assume those notes are like me trying to brown nose because I already outwork you, right? Like no one is assuming I'm doing that to just better my career because I'm already like the perception I would assume. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I understand what you're saying. So like you're already putting in the work, right? So it's like, I don't need yeah. to do this note necessarily. Like I want to do it because I know it makes that person feel good. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important piece of the equation. Make sure you're doing your job the fucking right way. Exactly. As well. Bingo. You know, yeah. you can't just focus on learning <laughs> the personal relationships, playing the corporate game, right? Manipulating relationships. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a, that's good. That can get you to a point, but then it's going to probably bite you in the ass at the end of the day. Facts. So uh, how else do you try to do that? Uh, create more of a personal relationship with, with people than um, um, not then business, but in addition to that. Uh, the other thing I do is I send one-off notes or when I say notes, texts, Thanksgiving's a great example. A lot of the people that support me, a lot of my managers on Thanksgiving, I mean, I spent an hour and a half texting people that were important to me in my life. Yeah, it doesn't, that's not a long period of time, right? 
an hour and a half to send how many texts? Uh, probably 50 to 60. 50 to 60? Yeah, that's crazy. That's a great idea. What made you think of that? I just care about the people in my life. Nice. I don't okay. know if there, there wasn't anything I listened to. It was just like, this seems like the right gesture. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. I like that. Um, so my tactical would be take down notes about the people you have conversations with. Write handwritten notes, you know, when you feel appropriate and you feel like that's something that is warranted in a situation. Two is send one-off appreciation texts. Okay. One question I have for you is how do you take notes about the personal side of a person without it seeming weird in a conversation? Like you say, you're saying take what? notes, take notes on whatever the personal pieces of the equation are, whether it be a client's kids mm. or personal interests. Yeah. Like how do you do that in a meeting setting when the person's there without it getting weird or making them feel uncomfortable? Uh typing notes about their personal life. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if I'm with a client, let's say, right? I, yeah. I always have a notepad. My, one of my managers taught me, dude, always have notes in front of you. Um, so I just, you know, quickly jot down their names. I mean, a lot of times I'm like, when I, when I talk to a client, it's like, hey, man, how were your holidays? Oh, you know, they were great. Oh, who all came around? Who were, oh, my kids. Oh, awesome. You know, what are they up to? What do they do? Yeah. That's me writing. <laughs> And then I put That's it in the CRM profile. You yeah. Know? It's like, and. But I, I think also something you just mentioned there in that really offhanded line of questioning is you asking the holiday question, like the typical holiday question, getting a typical answer and then asking a follow up question that no one else always asks. Okay. Like, you know, people don't ask that. Okay. Like people are like, how, hey, how are you? And then they say, good, how are you? And you say, great. What, what do you want to talk about today? Yeah. And and most people don't continue just a few steps further to learn a little bit more about – That makes sense. To dig a little bit deeper, that right? That makes sense. Like, and I would argue that goes back, Kev, to actually caring. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and if you care about somebody's – if you want to know more about somebody's business, get to know how, who they are personally first. Yep. A thousand percent, man. A thousand right? percent. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm really passionate about this shit. I actually, I think this is, and this is the one thing I wanted to say. Have you ever felt that because of personal relationships, um, it's negatively impacted you at work? Uh, the only way it negatively impacts me at work is I just feel like a massive obligation to make sure I'm doing the right, right by them. But I wouldn't say it's a negative. Uh, so, well, I, I just think it, leads me to be a little bit less confident in some conversations with with people that I have a closer personal relationship with mm. which is a little bit is a little bit odd I guess but uh, uh but I wouldn't say it's like a massive a massive uh weakness or or something along those lines usually it's it's actually the people I have a personal relationship with first and then it goes into the business setting. So I would say that's okay. a little bit more of a, like when I've already, yeah. So for me, that's something I, I guess I'm working on right now is when I have the personal relationship first and then it moves into a business setting. It's a it's, it's a tough thing to do to, to be in a business relationship with somebody you previously i mean you're friends with already right i, I would agree. i actually am way more comfortable when i 
have the business relationship first in that setting and then it goes then i can create the personal relationship mm. from there because it started that way yeah when you're going the opposite way there's and i i tend to overthink this clearly mm. is i feel a lot more i guess you'd say pressure around yeah. that situation because one i don't want to ever lose the friendship in that relationship and and two uh i mean going into business together depending on how each of you handle that that's a that's a possibility correct and so so yeah so yeah i don't know where i'm going with that Here's but what i do think i do think it's a it's something if you're gonna gonna be in if you want to go into a into business like on the smaller scale side outside of the corporate world like you're gonna have to you're gonna end up doing business with your friends and family you have to figure out a way to do it that's what i want to do yeah you know i almost want that and we had an interesting interaction that was like a mix between business right yeah and what was the first thing i said i said if one affects the other let me know right and that's that would be my advice is just clear and transparent communication so if something makes you uncomfortable, like on the business side that affects the personal, you tell me, right? Like I think communication is just and boundary setting is a big aspect of that. Yeah, and one uh, I think it's good to to think that, and it's also good to say it out and put it out there, right? Mm-hmm. And I did that in one situation where I was like, you know, we're friends first, right? So you know, regardless of uh, how this goes, you know, we're we're friends at the end of the day. And I like that's what matters to me the most. So. Um, yeah, but it's a, it's a difficult thing to do. Obviously I don't have all the answers to it. It's a little bit, it's funny how it's more difficult with people you already know than people you don't. Yeah. You want to show up, you want to show up well for them. Yeah, absolutely. My last thought here is the only thing I've negatively seen impact me is how emotionally tied I am when people like, I'll give you just a tangible example. When someone pulls money from me and I have a personal relationship with them, that sucks. When I say pull money, sorry, they move money away from my business. Yeah, that's that's one thing I think it's important to under, understand is just because you have a personal relationship with someone doesn't mean that the business relationship can't is taken care of, yeah. right? So you can't mistake that that positive piece for what's happening uh, within the business side. Yeah. And maybe this even goes back to what you were saying about the person you thought was brown nosing is like, that person still has to show up and do hard work, right? Like the yeah. same thing I for my most personal relationships, the clients that text me about Cowboys games, right? I still show up and answer their calls immediately. I still respond to all of their questions immediately. Like I treat them the same level. It's just there's that added aspect of it being personal. Yeah. I still have to show up the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you can't, I think it's important, it's really hard to do, to not take it personally when that happens. But at the end of the day, it's usually when those decisions are made, I would say 99% of the time, it's not, it's not personal. Right. I, I would argue almost 100% of the time, it's not personal. Um, so, but it's hard when you start integrating those two to not really take it to heart. Right. Because you feel like you know each other. And, uh. Yeah, Reese is being an absolute goddamn nightmare right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I think cool. I, I think that's the area I got to learn on is just being better about understanding that. Yeah, and I th- I think it's a hard piece, right? Yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna take it a little personal, regardless. Like I don't know if that feeling's ever gonna go away, right? 
No, I think I'll just get just better. Get used to it. Yes, exactly. I'll get better at not letting it affect me so much. And I would argue I'll take that negative reaction uh, or I'll take that that hard emotional reaction just because I've seen the benefits of that personal interaction help me. Uh, like I'll take the negative emotional feedback of feeling that and, and learn to refine it or mitigate it because I know the upside of having those relationships helps. So that's my two cents on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And how you handle those situations too can, it's an opportunity, right? Yeah. In those, in that, in that moment to, to not <laughs> do it the wrong way. Cause like you could reach out in that situation and be like, Hey, I thought we were friends. Like right. I thought we knew each other. Like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Like, well, it's me. It's, you gotta, you gotta understand, you gotta be able to, and this is an important distinction, separate the business decisions from the personal piece, right? Because if you have a personal relationship with a manager and they end up giving a promotion to somebody else, you can't go to them and say, Hey, I like, what the hell? Like, you know, my situation, like, you know who I am. Like, I thought we had something, I I thought we had like a friendship or something along those lines. If you do that, that person is never going to talk to you about anything personal ever again. Like you're going to, you're going to absolutely ruin that relationship right then and there. So you've got to be able to, to separate the two. I'm done on this. Do you have anything else? No, I don't, I don't think so. What are we at time wise? 33. That's quick and to the point. I quick think and we, dirty. We gave some tactical and I don't know if we've ever discussed this topic. So okay. no, I don't, I don't think so either. And it's so, it's really easy to do. Just take the extra step. Everything that we just discussed, I think preceding it is just caring and being all in on what you're doing from a business standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Crushed it. Peace. Peace.